Comprehensive, relevant, and insightful conversations about health and medicine happen here on MedStar Health Doc Talk. The most recent census shows us that nearly one-fifth of America's 238 million people are over the age of 65, and the number of people over age 85, who generally are those who need the most care, is growing even faster. Ensuring our seniors age well has been the life's work of Dr. George Hanawi, the medical director of the Center for Successful Aging at MedStar Good Samaritan Hospital in Baltimore. And he joins us here today. I'm your host, Mike Shu. Welcome to Doc Talk. And Dr. Hanawi, welcome to you. Thank you for having me, Mike. You're welcome. I'm glad to have you here. So how do you define an aging patient and what are some of the issues of concern you know, concerning their care? I'm not going to define aging by age. I'm going to define it by some of the challenges that we face as we age. Some of those are what we call geriatric syndromes, which is something none of us have to do with, except the fact that it's going to happen because we're aging. Some of them is related to our thinking process, dementia. Some of them are related to our walking ability, falls. Some of them are related to our changes in our mood, depression and anxiety, urinary incontinence. All of those things are things that can happen as we age. And if we just focus on the medical problems and ignore these type of things, I think we'll be missing a big part of the picture. So the effort is to address the person first and the disease second. Addressing all those challenges that come with aging, I think that's the formula for us to be successful caring for older adults. So why would someone necessarily see a specialist like you rather than a GP? I think it's the ability to look at the bigger picture. Um, nothing against the GPs. GPs are great, but geriatricians are trained to look at, as I mentioned to you, the whole picture, the person. We focus on the per- person first, not only their diabetes and blood pressure and cholesterol, we address their cognition, their spiritual health, their psychosocial issues, their, their mood issues. And most importantly, we focus on what we call person-centered care, which is care that is driven by the person and it's about how they see healthcare being done based on their values and preferences. Geriatricians are trained to look at this whole picture and whole aspect of aging. So the place where you work has the phrase successful aging, you know, right in the title. So how do you help geriatric patients age successfully? I think by addressing the other factors that I shared with you, um, the pillars of successful aging, which are cognition, function, spirituality, um, caregiver issues by addressing the whole person and focusing on all those areas, not only their medical problems, you'll be able to adjust and offer support uh, for them to live successfully. I'm just going to give you an example. An older adult that have memory problem and still living independently, if you don't address their memory issue, uh, you will not be able to address their diabetes issue because they're going to forget to take their insulin. They're going to forget to do what they need to do on a regular basis. When you touch on all those areas and assure that they're happening in a safe way, based on what people are asking us to do, I think we're giving them the opportunity to age in place and age successfully. So it's a bit of a two-part question here. You know, family members or loved ones, as someone grows older, it seems like, you, you know, others sort of help the patient to age or to get medical care, what should they be looking for when either they search out a primary care physician or if they think it's time to see a specialist like you? If you're someone that is assisting an older adult and you feel that 
the older adult is not able to do for themselves or coordinate their care, and you're doing a lot to achieve that, uh, and you feel it is getting to a point where um, it's hard for you and them to do it in a successful way, that's when I think you should reach out to the Center for Successful Aging because we can support you and your loved one to the best way possible. When you say support, how so? Um, we're a team of providers. So the, the center is not about just a geriatrician. It's about the nurse practitioners, the social workers, the physical therapists, the pharmacists, the community health advocates. When we do this comprehensive assessment, we pick up on those areas that are gaps in your care or challenging for you and for your loved one. And we offer the support based on that. And the support could be um, getting you to take better care of yourself or address issues um, that will make your loved one live a little bit better or draw on community resources or church resources or adjust a medical issue that has been um, bothersome to both the patient and their loved ones and assure that all of this is being put in a context of keeping them at home, keeping them successful and addressing all their needs. So it's not just the focus on one issue, it's the focus on all of it and picking up on the area of support. I'll give you an example. I saw a patient the other day and their family came with 25 medication bottles. Our pharmacist spent 45 minutes dissecting those medication bottles. Some of them old antibiotics, some of them double diuretics, some of them are medications from a provider that they haven't seen in 10 years. They walked out with six medication bottles. That is the support that we're talking about addressing the area of a gap or a deficit and make sure that you get the best service when you're visiting with us at the center. Well, it seems incredibly valuable because they may just accidentally take the wrong stuff that doesn't go with the other things. And yeah. And I'll tell you, I'm sitting here with you, but my team look, make me look good. Hmm. They're the, they're the true hardworking people that make it successful and make it better every time. You know, some seniors, uh, uh, you know, the, they're they're proud that they've made it into their uh, you know 70s 80s or 90s and whatever they've done in their life is what got them there so they can sometimes be a little stubborn to um you know accept advice from others and i'm sure you run into that what do you say to family members to sort of or loved ones to kind of help nudge the patient into going in the right direction or the the healthy direction that you're you're trying to get them to go to i just asked them to bring them for the first visit Um, And I'll tell you why I'm saying that, because during the first visit, although the older adults could be having cognitive challenges or mood issues, they could be very apprehensive about the visit. Our first visit is all about the narrative. It's about you teaching us about you. What did you do in your life? What is important? What are critical things that you want us to achieve for you? Most of the time, if you allow people that opportunity to just be listened to and express who they are, that breaks the ice. It creates that level of trust for us. And most of the time, the next visit is significantly easier. So it sounds like an easy formula, just bring them for the first visit. But honestly, we rarely fail to to build that bridge with uh, the patients and their loved ones because the visit is about them, it's not about us. No, it's, it's so important. It's because, you know, healthcare tends to be compressed these days and everybody seems to be in a rush and just be, being able to sit down and talk with the patient, you're building that bond of trust. And that's so important. 
And no one feels rushed at the center, I'll tell you, because um, our visits are, the, the initial visit is about 90 minutes and the follow-up is about 45 minutes. And so much of the time is given to the patients, but also to their loved ones with our team members and social workers. So so you encouraged the loved ones and the relatives and wh- whoever their, their person is to come with and be a part of it. If you visit the center, you will realize that we designed it we designed larger exam rooms with multiple seats in the room, but we also designed this conference rooms where uh, our social work team and the caregivers or the loved ones are uh, sitting in the comfortable environment, sharing stressors, sharing the narratives, telling us more about who they are and what they want us to achieve for them. So it's that comfortable environment where you never feel, I need you out of there. It's not going to happen. We're, that, we're here to take care of you. That's great. That, that dovetails into the next question nicely. I was looking on the website and it says the four M's. That phrase means something to you. Can you, can you tell me more about that? Yeah, I think I shared with you when we started that our focus is the person uh, first and their disease second. So when you want to focus on the person, you want to focus on... Things beyond just, as I mentioned, the diabetes and the blood pressure, they're a big part of it. Um, we enrolled in this national initiative under the uh, Institute for Healthcare Improvement in collaboration with the John H. Uh, a. Hartford Foundation to improve the care of older adults in health systems. Um, the four M's is a fundamental piece of that improvement, and the four M's mean the following – The first M is what matters, which is what I was sharing with you. Who are you? What do you want us to do for you? What are your values? What are your preferences? The second M is mobility. We not only focus on your medical issues, but we focus on your safety walking, on your function. The third is mentation. As we age, as I shared, um, we develop cognitive problems, and if we don't address them, it's a challenge. And the fourth is medication, which is a critical part of... um, aging successfully, because uh, we just discussed it, 25 bottles, nine to 10 medications is just uh, not a good formula. And if we address it, we don't address it, we're failing to um, address the bigger picture and guide our older adults in a successful way. So, you know, one of those with the, uh, the four M's is mobility. And, you know, we know, we all know about the importance of exercise and physical activity and the mental benefit it provides. But, you know, as we age, the aches and pains only seem to increase. Um, you know, what do you say to try to get someone to be more mobile? Because you know that it may hurt them for a couple of weeks as they work through and try to become more flexible and maybe hopefully stronger. And you know that that will lead them to be happier and their well-being will be better. So how do you say you're going to have a little pain on the front end, but we need you to start going down this path? It's a prescription. If you walk to our office, you will walk away with a prescription saying exercise, and we will take whatever level of exercise you can, you can give us. What I'm trying to say is, to your point, some people struggle with arthritis, but arthritis will get better with time. The more you exercise, the more flexible your joints will be, the better you will feel about yourself, and the, the less pain you will endure. But we have some people that don't walk, so we tell them, you know what, if you can do chair exercises, we're happy with that. So it's not about running the marathon, it's about taking that first step. So you walk away with a prescription saying, exercise, I'm not giving you a pill today, I'm giving you a prescription to exercise, and I'll take anything you give me as a starting point, whether it's a chair exercise or 10 more steps than what you usually do. And we truly believe it's a benefit for not only your heart, 
but it's a benefit for your brain. It's a benefit for your successful aging, and it's a benefit for our ability to keep you uh, in at home and allow you to age in place. I know a couple of uh, people who could be your potential patients in the the senior centers around the area. So many of them offer free chair exercises or other different things, and it it, it isn't no cost. And I go to the Y, and I love some of the more senior members who are there because they all will tell you that I'm doing what I can, and generally their outlook and their disposition is better because they're just moving. I, I'm a big fan of senior centers and exercise clubs because, and you can tell that there's a shift in the dynamic and the demographics toward more older folks because out of everything we do, for example, for dementia, what's proven to be helpful to prevent cognitive issues is exercise. Mm-hmm. Out of everything we do for the heart, one of the best things can be exercise. I'm not saying it's everything. And that mentality has changed dramatically over the past decade or so. And I'm hoping it will continue to change. I would imagine also for outlook too. I mean, I think everybody has to have something to look forward to. Even if it's just tomorrow, I know I'm at 11 o'clock, I'm doing do chair exercise or something like that. Yeah. yeah. I, when I go to gym, I to the gym, I make sure I socialize with my older folks because that is a great brain exercise. Mm-hmm. Getting them out of the house, getting them to exercise, but the the social aspect of it is such a such a helpful thing for their well being, and their successful aging too. I'm sold. Uh, so the listeners now, where should they call to make an appointment? So if you're here in the greater Baltimore area, the number is four four three four four four. Four seven two zero. Again, thank you, Dr. Hanawi, uh, for your expertise and sharing here on MedStar Health Doc Talk. For appointments or information, call 443-444-4720 at MedStar Good Samaritan. Or if the MedStar Montgomery Medical Center is closer, that number is 301-570-7400. Of course, you can also go online to find out more information at the easy-to-remember address, medstarhealth.org. Work.